Welcome to the Ride With Us podcast, presented by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, the world's largest ride enthusiast organization dedicated to the appreciation, promotion, and preservation of roller coasters around the globe. This episode, we bring you coverage from Orlando, Florida, and IAPA as we welcome in your host. Hello, enthusiasts. It's your host, Jessica Gardner, coming to you from Orlando, Florida. We just finished day one of the IAPA Expo, and the word of the day is excitement. The excitement coming out of all of today's press conferences, all of the news that came out of today, Wow, wait until you hear everything. I am here bringing it all to you and I have a very special co-host with me today. You remember him from the episode of The First Drop where he talked about Tutatis at Park Asterie. Please welcome back to the podcast, our production manager, Corey Wooten. Corey, it's your first IAPA Expo. How are you feeling? Oh my goodness, two words sensory overload but i mean that in the absolute best way possible it's incredible incredible incredible. right and the excitement that came out of today from minute one when we walked in the door and just the energy that everybody was feeling this morning the doors don't even open until 10 and people were there at nine o'clock just lining up just ready to get in Mm -hmm. and of course the very first thing that happened the doors burst open, they start letting everybody in, and we ran all to our first press conference of the day, which was Cedar Point and Zamperla bringing us the reveal of the top thrill to train car. Corey, what did you think about that moment? And I, I don't even have words for that. It was, it's something that the entire coaster community and just everyone who knows Cedar Point has been looking forward to for almost two years now, roughly. Um, And just the trains look beautiful. They're just these gorgeous blue trains and just everyone just bum rushed to (laughs) (laughs) get to that booth because it was the first uh, press conference of the day and it was just incredible. It was was beautiful. and Magic how they do it. They have it all covered up. And of course, you're walking in and seeing all of the show floor for the first time. And there's just lights and sounds and smells of food and snacks everywhere. And Mm -hmm. there's this beautiful up on a platform car. And they usually what happens at a press conference, for those of you who don't know, they play like a video, there'll be some speeches from people who are part of the park or part of the manufacturer, and then there'll be the big countdown and the reveal. And I was lucky enough to be able to snag an interview post the reveal with Tony Clark, the director of communications. He let me sit in the vehicle with him. Corey was there, he got some video of it. But right now we're gonna, we're gonna let you listen to that audio. So check out my interview. Here's me and Tony Clark, and just picture us sitting in the front car of Top Thrill 2. Hey enthusiasts, if you can't tell, I am sitting here in the brand new, just revealed Top Thrill 2 train that will be coming to Cedar Point. And look who I have with me, it's Tony Clark. He is the communications director for Cedar Point. Tony, how's your app expo going? Um, you know what? This is pretty awesome, isn't it? Uh, this is the coolest moment so far, and I don't know what's going to top it. It has, I, it, somebody mentioned it earlier, it has a new train smell. <laughs> like you can actually smell the new 
newness of it. That's how nice it is. Okay, you're actually right, though. Like, right? Why is that a thing? <laughs> and now that's going to be a thing for me forever. I'll just remember this smell always. Um, this has been really exciting. The doors opened and everybody rushed here to the San Perla booth. How was it for you? Um, pretty awesome to be like the first press conference of the day to actually have the first reveal of the day to kick off the expo. It's, uh, it's something that's been obviously in the works for a long time. We've seen a lot of artwork for it. We don't, uh, you know, we don't get to see pictures of it. Now I did see some teaser photos from the factory, but did not see the full thing assembled. And so this was the first time even I sat in it. Really? Yeah, and I saw it in, in, in person for the first time. This is, and I am just, I'm stunned. It's, I'm beyond happy and elated at how this turned out. And it's, the seats are comfortable. So great, the, I'm loving this Yeah, seat. the train is, is, is awesome looking. The front nose cone is, brilliant i'm just i'm i'm tickled as they say <laughs> tickled tickle top top thrill tickle <laughs> is that going to be a thing you could have that actually when you ride it and you get the you know you got to yeah, you go up that reverse spike and get little tickles yeah. the top thrill tickles so let's talk about that a little bit so first of all i have to specific you said this has been in the works for a while like how long so the project in total probably about a year and a half to okay. 2 years um, you know in 21 we closed it um, and we uh, decided to reimagine the ride as something different so um, you know, it's been an iconic part of the park since 2003, the big 420-foot-tall tower that's already there. Guests know it when they drive over the causeway and they see it. They know that, oh, gosh, this is definitely Cedar Point. So we knew we wanted to keep that tower. But what we did with it was the question. So we partnered with Zamperla and asked them, hey, they, they said, we can do this. Do you guys like this? And we said, okay, well, let's give it a whirl. You know, in layman's terms, that's kind of how it goes. You know, there's a lot more business stuff that happens. It's just like that, really. I am not good at the business stuff. So I let them do the negotiating. But Zamperla came up with that, the layout. They came up with the trains, uh, the LSM launch system, which is way different from the previous launch system. So more reli greater reliability, a longer ride experience. It goes from 17 seconds to about two minutes total that you're in the train it's going to be a significantly better experience for our guests and uh, more people will be able to ride it because of the reliability i have a really nerdy enthusiast question for you that right before i got up uh some of my friends from ace said will you ask him this so here it is i'm gonna ask <laughs> okay. the rollback okay that's something that everybody who loves top thrill or the original always was hoping for was that rollback and now there's going to be a permanent rollback in top thrill 2 was that inspired by the fact that everybody loved the rollback who would get one? It's a, you know, <laughs> that's a good question. It is a mixture of things, actually. One, yes, because that was such an iconic part of the ride. Everybody hopes that they would not make it yeah. over the top. Um, but the second part of it is because of the longer launch, the, the LSM motors, it needs more space to build up that speed. So we knew that just launching it forward wasn't going to get it all the way up and over the top because LSMs can't, the space that we have just wouldn't get it up, up and over. So... In, in theory, you're automatically going to get a rollback because it can't get all the way up the tower. So you you will get one now. And actually, it's a it's a it's a side effect of the whole uh, of the whole thing, the operating system. Now we all get one. And I love it. If you've never had one before, now's your chance. Now you're going to get one, guaranteed. Yes, and it's not that it's not probably what people think, where they go all the way up to the top and it just barely makes it over. Right. But re really, riding that, going up the tower and then coming back in reverse, you're going to feel that rollback experience that all the guests who have ridden it before have felt. So cool. Yeah. All right, let's get into some technical things here about 
this train itself. So my just random question, are they all going to be blue? This one's bright blue. I love the blue. Are there, is there a mixture of blue and red? Or that's, a, that's a great question because we didn't talk much about that. This is the blue train. It's the, the, the lead car and the trailing car. We just wanted to show the nose and we wanted to show the spoiler just so guests could see the, the back of it. But there'll be a blue train, this one. There'll be a silver train and a black train. All of them have a, a slight metallic uh, finish to them. So they'll sparkle slightly, but not like obnoxious sparkly, I guess. Yeah. Is that a, yeah. Would I really, really describe sure. that? I don't know. I mean, I, personally, you can't have too many sparkles, but that, that's just me. See, I'm not a fan of glitter, so oh, okay. I, I, I start I start getting, like, you know, crazy we'll when I call I it shimmer. It's <laughs> shimmer. There you go. I like that better. So all three of them, three trains, um, and they will, uh, they will be running pretty much constantly. So a train's loading, a train gets launched, another train comes in. So really, when you look at it, there's only three trains, but because the ride will perform more reliably than the other uh, version of it, you'll have more guests that get a chance to ride it. Yes, we love that. Yeah. How about without the, I heard you say that it's a lighter, uh, the carbon. Yeah. yeah. The, the chassis that it's built on is is a single piece that's milled. Uh, it's milled from a single piece of, of, of material. So it's lighter. Um, they're using carbon fiber on a lot of the, the body panels and pieces. Um, you know, the wheels, even when you look at them. The wheels are huge. Yeah, they're, they're, they're gargantuan wheels because of the heat that they'll, that they'll generate while they're going that fast. Um, but you look at the wheels, and even they have, like, kind of the cheese, you know, the cheese holes in them, you know? Yeah, like a, like a wheel of, yeah, sweet So cheese. they looked at all these ways to reduce weight uh, in the engineering because, you know, you want less weight. Um, but then when guests get in it, that adds more weight, so you got to launch the train and the guests. So I don't, I don't do the engineering, yeah. but that's what I've been told. At least I think that's that's how it goes. It sounds good to me. I know. There's nobody from Zamperla around, so I'm just going to go ahead and act like I know what I'm talking about. And Zamperla, what's it been like working with them? Oh, they're, they're fantastic. We we started work, we worked with them, obviously, with uh, Wild Mouse that we yeah. opened uh, this year. Uh, but before that, that's when we had these discussions with them. You know, they produce great rides all over the world. Their roller coaster division is one that they're trying to grow, and they're trying to really prove to the industry what they can do. And so when they had the opportunity to come to us with this, they had these great ideas. They said, look, I know this is a big deal, but we think we can do this. We can do this, and we will do this for you. And so we said, all right, let's see what you got. They showed it to us, and, and here we are, partners now. And now there's... Uh, there's the look to the finish line in May where we, when we open for the 24 season. So things are going great. They're a great partner. We love them. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to actually seeing this run so that uh, we can yeah. stop looking at animations. <laughs> you know, that's what marketing people are like, yeah, we have these animations and these fake pictures. But no, seeing it run is when you really get the goosebumps. So. I can't wait. That first run, seeing it is going to be phenomenal. It's going to break the internet. <laughs> I know. Well, this this broke this broke me today because it was my first time seeing the train, sitting in it, and um, I, I got I got chills. I mean, it's, you know, it's this, it, I work on these things way far in advance, so, you know, you kind of get tired of, of just planning and when you can finally see physical things come to life it gets it gets very exciting for all of us and there's absolutely no better way to experience it than to do it for yourself because I'm, i have a feeling a pov is not even going to give you the full experience so everybody my enthusiasts make sure that you make your plans to come out to cedar point in may or after of 2024 and tony thank you so much for being here today i hope you have a great rest of your iap expo oh thank you we love ace we love you guys and I think this is going to be a top tier uh, coaster on the on your on your top ten list. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And I'm not saying that because I'm a PR guy. <laughs> I'm saying that because I really do think it's going to be a great experience um, and significantly improved from the previous one. And we we would love you guys for you guys to come check it out.
If it does end up making your top 10, make sure you tag Tony Clark. Let me know. <laughs> Let me know. Thanks, Tony. Thank you. Good luck. Peace. The next press conference was Hershey Park and Philadelphia Topogon Coasters, Inc., PTCI. They revealed their new trains for Comet, the most historic coaster at Hershey Park. What did you think of this, Corey? That was probably one of the prettiest roller coaster trains I've ever seen. And to see such a like new and refreshed look on such a classic coaster just gives you such, it brings you that feeling of like Hershey Park, like really going back to its core and its nature of that being like one of the oldest coasters at the park. Um, but just gorgeous paint job. There's, I can't even explain it really via audio, but just know that the train cars, the new train cars for Comet are just absolutely stunning. And it's going to be a major upgrade to the coaster itself as it is, as it currently exists, but they are just absolutely stunning. And you'll be seeing new train cars on Comet in 2024. I was, again, lucky enough to get an interview with Tom Rebbe from PTCI. Uh, also, Laura woodburn Krolsick, the AGM, the Assistant General Manager of Hershey Park, Janine rebbe Matchards from PTCI, and Quinn Briner from Hershey Park. They all did some interviews with Ace, and so this is a really great time to mention that if you're looking to see what the comet trains look like right now, are you following us on social media? We are everywhere online. I say this at the end of every episode. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Look up at Ride With Ace. You can find us. We have been covering this all over and even more as the week goes by. It might take a couple days on some of our interviews, but they're all going to be there. And especially, I loved hearing about how Tom Rebby talked about how the trains actually, like from the sides, look like a comet. Like they go smaller and then get larger. Mm -hmm. um, and I just love the idea of that. I also was surprised to hear from Janine Rebbe Matchers that um, it was their, did you know? Did you know? It's their 100th year at IAPA Expo. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Did the listeners know that? That is <laughs> I mean, a very interesting fact. That's awesome. That was so awesome. It was just like, I, I just can't even imagine what that first IAPA Expo must have been like a hundred years like, ago. So was that the first IAPA Expo or was that their hundredth year at IAPA Expo? It was their hundredth year. IAPA Expo has been happening for a hundred and five years. Doesn't wow. that seem crazy? That is insane. And PTCI was at number, they were... The fifth year. The basically. fifth year. That's so for, for the listeners that don't want to do the math, IAPA... The first year of IAPA was 1918, so that would mean that PTCI's first year attending IAPA Expo would have been 1923. Wow. Next up was Sally Darkride, and they were able to reveal more information about their latest dark ride. Now, we spoke with Sally Darkride back when we did our episode on Treasure Hunt the Ride here on the podcast, but they weren't able to reveal too much to us just telling us a little bit like, yes, it's happening and get ready for it. And so they finally revealed it. It's going to be at Circus Circus in Las Vegas, SpongeBob's crazy carnival ride. And Corey, tell me what you know about this. I know that it's themed to SpongeBob and that Mr. Krabs is a huge role in the theme of it. Um, but personally, I'm not that I'm not that knowledgeable on SpongeBob. 
But I do know that it is going to be a Spongebob-themed ride. And if it's done by Sally Dark Rides, you know it's going to be super well-themed and amazing, and we can't wait to see it. More on that later. We should get them back here for another episode. Next up was SeaWorld, Busch Gardens, and Premier, and Ace, I should say. It was basically (laughs) a press conference from SeaWorld, Busch Gardens, Premier, and us, Ace, of course, on the Loch Ness Monster revamp at Busch Gardens Williamsburg. What did you think about this? I'm so excited for it. I don't even know what to say. I don't have words for it because this is such a classic coaster at Busch Gardens. And Busch Gardens is another one of those parks that has a close place in my heart. Um, so I'm ready to see all of the fun new things that they do with it, but I do know they're gonna come out swinging. I think it's so wonderful. I also have a connection to Loch Ness Monster. I think so many people do. Mm -hmm. So many people, when they talk about Loch Ness Monster, just remember seeing the two interlocking loops as a kid, Mm -hmm. the big, bright yellow. I just love the way that coaster used to make me feel. And so the fact that they are preserving it in this way, the fact that they are not tearing it down and making something new, but instead preserving what we love about Loch Ness Monster. And in fact, it's not only special to us, it, it was being recognized by ACE as well. Our president, Elizabeth Ringus, got up and made a presentation in front of everybody at this press conference and presented Busch Gardens Williamsburg uh, with a plaque saluting them for preserving the attraction. As ACE, one of the, our big things that we do, we always say it at the beginning of our episode, right? You hear the promotion, preservation, and appreciation, (laughs) the appreciation, promotion, and preservation of coasters. And obviously for a park to recognize how important Loch Ness Monster is to so many people and to decide to preserve it Mm -hmm. is something that we want to salute and encourage. Did you know that they were at the very first coast, that that's where the very first CoasterCon was? At Busch Garden? Yeah, CoasterCon 1. (laughs) <laughs> I was not aware of that. I'm still fairly an ace newbie, um, but my first CoasterCon was this past year, of course, at Dollywood and Carowinds, but that's awesome. Yeah, and of course, uh, Loch Ness Monster being an ace roller coaster landmark, mm-hmm. we're very uh, protective of our landmark. <laughs> so I think it was really great that Elizabeth did that. We all got a great group photo. Um, so check that out on social media as well. Next up, we're moving on to B&M SeaWorld uh, with Penguin Track. They kind of surprised us all, right? Mm-hmm. They, I'm not really surprised. There was, a, there was a press release saying that this conference was going to happen, but it was not that um, long ago. It was just like a couple days ago. So it was like, oh, is this happening? We're going to see Penguin Track, mm-hmm. the car. So um, I would say this was the most attended Oh, all yes. and the most crowded yes, <laughs> of definitely. all of the press conferences today. I mean, could you even get close? I could not, but I know some of our team definitely did. Good, so. <laughs> good for them. Whoever got in front there, Robert Engel, maybe we saw him sure. running around with his camera. Camera. He was really working hard for us today. The whole social media team from Ace was working so hard. Derek and Doug Perry. Um, having everybody be everywhere we i think we nailed it i'm so excited about all the coverage that we got today for ace everyone um so yeah but what we do know about penguin track from what we saw of the train car first of all it looked absolutely gorgeous Mm -hmm. and um i love the blues and everything but i think there were people saying that we think it's the first b&m to have that style of restraint right 
We can't totally confirm that, um, more on that later, <laughs> but uh, that was definitely something that people were buzzing about. But again, we couldn't get that close to it because it was just so exciting. But yeah, I love penguins. So. <laughs> and it looks like it's gonna be a great coaster. The trains were really cool. Um, but I would like to kind of just sort of break down things because I know we can sort of talk about manufacturers a lot. And there are some people that are like really into coasters that may or may not know the manufacturers. So just so you know, since we did say this was the most attended and like the most crowded, B&M is a huge uh, manufacturer. And if you know Fury at Carowinds or Mako at SeaWorld, those are the types of coasters B&M is known for. So it is a very big deal i think that this is going to be their very first family coaster yes. ever built it's a so. it's a huge deal mm -hmm. right and i guess it's just so many parks revealing family coasters in the last couple of years right. but they're good they like are they're, they're very good they're, you know we're you and i are both very big like thrill people but mm -hmm. there's something to be said i mean big bear big bear mountain i mean and how Absolutely. fun that is and how rewritable it is and the theming and I just, I just think it's fascinating, and to see B and M to get into the game too. Right. Wow, I think that says a lot about our industry. Oh yeah, for sure. Next up was Holiday World and Vacoma. Good gravy. <laughs> <laughs> this one had a, a really fun press conference in the Vacoma booth. Um, first of all, Vacoma, shout out to all of them. They're mm -hmm. all so wonderful and friendly. Not that the other manufacturers aren't, oh, absolutely. but they were passing around cheese plates. It, <laughs> they were really trying to give us, I think, a Thanksgiving vibe because <laughs> this will be going at Holiday World and Surf, um, Holiday World and Splash and Safari uh, in their Thanksgiving area, of course. And so I think they wanted to give everybody like a Thanksgiving feel. And of course, did you see that crazy trailer with like the grandpa? Oh yes, <laughs> I loved it. It was so good. Um, a steel family boomerang, not what I was expecting. And then of course, the reveal of the train cars being mm. gravy boats that look like your grandma's casserole dishes. Oh my gosh, everybody got such a kick out of this. And um, it was just so much fun. And I was lucky enough to sit down with Lauren Crosby and Leah Cook Bloomhart from Holiday World and Splash and Safari. You have to hear that interview. Here it is. I am here in the Vacoma booth with Lauren Crosby and Leah Cook Bloomhart from Holiday World and Splash and Safari. How are we doing today? Pretty excited, honestly. <laughs> it's been a great day. It's been a really huge day. There was just a massive announcement and a train reveal about Good Gravy. So I have so many questions. So you're the director of entertainment and events, and you handle communications yes. as well. Great, wonderful. This is so good. We've got the right people here. And you're both from a gener generations of sisters yes. and fourth yes. generation of Holiday World and Splash and Safari. So I mean, I just want to know, just what does this coaster mean to your family? Go ahead. <laughs> um, so for us, I mean, it's really exciting because, I mean, my sister Lauren has two younger kids, and so it's really exciting to see, to finally be able to build a coaster that bridges the gap between our little kitty coaster that we have and the Raven, which is kind of intense. So um, it's really exciting to be able to see that they're going to be able to ride rides, and I'm expecting in March. So Oh my gosh, you are. Congratulations. <laughs> you. So Good gravy, baby. Yes. <laughs> that this will be our, our kids' first real coaster. Oh, so, wow, yeah. this is so exciting. And how about for you? 
Um, I mean, everything she said. <laughs> um, but also, everything that Leah and I have been tackling since we have become owners, we just really are striving really hard to make it as creative as possible and really <laughs> step outside the box and really uh, up, take our theming up to the next level at every turn. So... And I feel like this really showcases that that's exactly what we're doing. So yeah. I'm excited to put it on display and for people to see it. Let's get into this theming because I have seen a video. It looks like we're going to grandma's house for Thanksgiving. That's the idea, right? And so tell us a little bit more about what we're going to see in this walkthrough. Um, so as you walk through the station, you're going to walk through grandma's house. This was kind of, again, the, the concept of this kind of started as an inside joke. We were going to name uh, an attraction here at some point, uh, the Gravy Boat. The gravy and, boat. Okay, I was wondering if it's gonna be like gravy train or okay, gravy yeah. boat. Okay, it was gonna be the gravy boat, and then it kind of adapted through through time. And once we sat down, we decided it was going to be a gravy boat train, and this was going to be the theme of the coaster. We started talking about Thanksgiving dinner and what that meant to us, and so we started talking about, you know, kind of everybody has a grandma or an aunt or something, and you kind of have that everybody has that Pyrex dish or that that one family heirloom like set that, yeah, that gets thing passed with the down from generation to generation yeah. and so um, we loved the idea of centering around that but you're going to walk through grandma's living room and uh, the entire house and go through the kitchen with a nice long cord on the telephone <laughs> it's going to be preserved in 1965 it's going to be beautiful that is so funny it, will there be smells did we get some smell of vision we're Maybe. working on it okay, okay, okay. That's, that's just where my head goes when I think of Thanksgiving so uh, the train reveal out there so exciting the gravy boat with the design on it so I, so you're saying that you all came up with this idea and brought it to Vacoma? Well, first of all, why, why Vacoma? We're here in the Vacoma booth. Tell us why Vacoma. Um, I mean, Vacoma's really doing a great job on putting out family coasters right now. And so we looked at different models and different styles of coasters. And this one really just made sense for our area. And I mean, like Leah said, it really, that 38-inch height requirement is just, it's yeah. beautiful. We love it. Um, so yeah, it just felt like a really smart move for us. And what was it like bringing this idea to them? Were they like, what? A little were they bit, on board? Yeah. A little <laughs> bit, yeah. yes. Yeah, I mean, even in this industry, they were like, a, a gravy boat? Oh, okay. And I mean, there was a little bit of a, a, a cultural yeah. difference right. as well. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. so we had to kind of explain, explain to them Thanksgiving, yeah. and yeah. we had to send a lot of inspirational <laughs> images yes. to explain like Pyrex dishes. Um, so, but yes, they... They, they understood the assignment. Mm -hmm. They delivered us a beautiful coaster. We worked with them to, mm -hmm. to tweak things and get it just how we wanted, and they really nailed it. Yes. Oh my gosh. I just want, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall to just have to explain. I mean, their, their, their answer is always, well, we can do anything, but they were yeah. like, we're going to need a little help with this one. And where did the cranberry sauce come in? Because the hearing that you're going through a cranberry sauce or something, this is hilarious to me. So that one came, inspiration can come from all places. So we actually had a culvert in our park that uh, failed on us and we had to replace it. And once it came out, it was this huge kind of tin can looking thing, but it looked like a 10, 12 foot can. And we'll, when, while we were all driving into work every day looking at that, we just thought, wouldn't that be funny? So our director, our, our chief marketing officer was the one who kind of was like, what if we went through a giant cranberry sauce can? And we went, that's brilliant. And, and then we added more props to it. So yeah. fun. So when you're talking about, let's get into some, because we're the coaster enthusiasts, so I want to get into a little bit of some specifics. So when you're talking about this area that the coaster is going to be in, was the idea always to have it be a shuttle coaster? Uh, excuse me, a boomerang, you call it a boomerang, yeah. steel yeah. family boomerang 
coaster. Um, was that always the plan or was there any idea for a full circuit or did it have to do with the space? Uh, gravy came first. Okay. <laughs> so first the idea was gravy. Yes. That is almost, I wonder if... It has been a few different rides. Really? Yes. Through, through yes. the years. It's been a few different rides. It's always been the same spot. But, um, you know, we were coming out of the pandemic. We knew we needed a good, uh, great family attraction, really. And when you're coming out of a pandemic, you need something that's also a little bit affordable. And we wanted to be able to spend some money on theming and really putting uh, some effort there. So uh, this was a perfect solution that allowed us to get a really uh, great coaster, um, but for a little less on the on the front end. <laughs> and what are we looking for in terms of timing? Do we know timing, release? Uh, we'll be opening in May. and May, for sure. Okay. May. It's going to be there for you next summer. <laughs> That's so exciting. What else do you want everybody to know about the Holiday World and Splash and Safari? Um, we've been family-owned and operated for four generations. And, of course, we're the home of free unlimited soft drinks, uh, free parking, uh, and free sunscreen. Um, yeah. I'm trying to th- We're a great yeah. value park. Um, we're known for our wonderful Hollywood Nights event that I'm going to look at Lauren on. Yes. 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 We just actually announced on Facebook uh, our Halloween Nights event for 2024, and the theme is the Gravy Games. Uh, the Gravy Games. Yes, okay. a, a play on the Hunger Games. Yes. Yes. So our coaster event is called Hollywood Nights, like Hollywood, but we do a play that's more like Hollywood. A uh, little play on what words it. there. Yes. So we, there's always a movie theme to our event. And so, the, yes, this year it's the Gravy Games or the Hunger Games. And we're taking it <laughs> not seriously in the slightest. Um, so may the odds be ever in your flavor. Oh. <laughs> we went there. I couldn't have said it better myself. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> um, I have to know, uh, merch, are we going to be able to take some good gravy boats home potentially? Absolutely. So, much merch. <laughs> <laughs> so um, not only do we have uh, the the gravy boats that people receive today, which are Dippin' Dots cups. So if you order a large mm-hmm. Dippin' Dots at our park this next year, you will That's get it in a giant gravy boat. Uh, we will also okay. have a limited edition, only 720 being made, uh, like porcelain memorial or um, custom like um, gravy boat that'll be like a keepsake. Um, and then of course we've got all kinds of fun things. So the giant props that we have with the ride. Um, we'll have a, a cooked dairy bottle. Um, we'll have a little whisk. We'll have a rolling pin that rolls out a uh, Holiday World's logo and good gravy into your dough. Um, there's so much coming. <laughs> it's hard to remember all of it, but there's also an oven mitt, uh, apron, and pot holder set. We've got a little bit of everything for oh your kitchen coming your way. <laughs> and of course, some great t shirts <laughs> and, and coffee mugs. Yeah, and of course, gonna want that. Yeah, yes. of course, Made to Thrill is working, has stuff already in the works, too. So. Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> you can just totally tell the love that you all have for this park. I just love the, the thought that's put into everything and just such a good theme. You call yourselves America's first theme park, and it's so unbelievably well-themed. And so we're just so excited for you all. Excited to see what Vacoma is doing next with you, and I can't wait to ride. Hopefully the American Coaster Enthusiasts will get to ride, come Coming up at Holiday World and Splash and Safari in 2024. Thank you so much, ladies, for being with me here today. (laughs) Thank Thank you you. so much for having us. Next up was RMC, Rocky Mountain Construction, and Silver Dollar City with Fire in the Hall. I know you got a good view of this. Oh, I did. Tell us what you saw. This this had to be the most interesting press conference of the whole day there were like some of the rmc guys were just dressed up they had on like costumes one of the guys had on like a firefighter helmet 
Um, and they had a band. Like, there was a band like a playing. Band. Yes. They were good, too. They were. Shout out to them. Um, so, like, leading up to the reveal, the band was kind of like the center of the center stage, and they were there for the entertainment. Um, this was also a very well attended uh, press conference, but thankfully, I was able to get there, get in early, and just secure a good spot. And I'm also pretty tall, so that worked out in my favor for this one. Um, but they unveiled the trains for Fire in the Hole. The trains are really beautiful, and they're very classic looking. And I lo really liked what he said about the attraction and how it was a fictional attraction that's based on factual events. Um, so that was really cool. Yeah, that it was a reimagining of the original Fire in the Hole, an indoor coaster. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, in fact, I got to talk to park president, Silver Dollar City Park President Brad Thomas, and he told me all about it. Those of you who are at Coaster Christmas know who this is. It's Brad Thomas, the president of Silver Dollar City. Brad, how's your IAPA 2023 going? Okay, so IAPA is always an incredible week where folks gather from all over the globe. We talk about rides, we talk about food, we do all kinds of workshops and seminars, and that's always great. But today, one of those historic moments in Silver Dollar City's history, we revealed the first car of Fire in the Hole. And as many of our ace friends know, Fire in the Hole is 51 years old. It's a legacy ride for us. It also is a sacred cow. Our guests tell us that Fire in the Hole is a sacred cow. But as with many things, its age has um, shown its wear yeah. and we needed to make a decision. So we chose, instead of trying to um, continue to just kind of fix the, um, the current ride, we decided, you know what, we're going to build a ride that will last for generations to come. So over the course of the last two years, we built a five-story building for this magnificent ride to um, actually live in for generations to come. It's an indoor coaster, so it can run in the cold days of spring break. It can also run through Christmas. All of those cold, those wet, those hot days, and it's HVAC controlled. But what makes a difference for this ride for Silver Dollar City is that it is a fictional account of a factual moment when the 1880s mining town that sat where Silver Dollar City currently stands actually burned to the ground. Oh, I don't know this story. Yeah, wow. it's a factual moment. This 1880s mining town was on basically um, Marvel Cave, on the top of Marble Cave when it was a mine in the 1880s, and it actually burned to the ground. Now, we took some some liberties in that story and, and put in Red Flanders and his wife Sadie and all of those other kinds of characters, but it's a historic moment, and our guests love re rehearing that story over and over and over again, and when spring of 24 opens, then we will have this all new fire in the hole that will tell that story for years to come. Well, a lot of people usually, when they are trying to fix something rather than start something from the ground, they call a little company called Rocky Mountain Construction, but you guys called them for this project. How come RMC? You know, Rocky Mountain Construction is, um, they, they, they built Outlaw Run for us. And that was the first ride that they had actually built from the ground up. It was the second fastest wood coaster ever constructed. It was the steepest wood coaster that had ever been constructed at that time. And it was the first wood coaster to take folks, not upside down just once, but three times. 
We won the gold ticket in 2013 for best new attraction. It's in the 2015 Guinness Book of Records, and the stories just keep going. And so when we needed a a company that we could count on, we looked at uh, our folks at Rocky Mountain Construction, and they said, yes, we would love that challenge for such a historic ride. And how was it working with them this time? Oh, my goodness, it's great. It's great. This car is everything that we hoped it would be. Our folks have taken several trips to Idaho to work with Rocky Mountain Construction and uh, there's just such a good team and they also care deeply about the guest experience which is of course the Silver Dollar City's legacy. That is so true. Let's take a look at the car since we have video here right now. Walk us through it. This is just so beautiful. So this is a pumper. This is themed to be a pumper wagon. Pumper wagons were used in the 1880s before there were fire hydrants, before there were um, fire trucks. Pumpers were used, they were steam powered, and they would take, they would transport water, they would transport workers to actual sites of fires. Um, and so the theme of the fire in the whole building, as you go into the queue, it's like you're entering this pumper factory um, where they're building these pumpers that are being shipped all over the country. This wagon is themed to be a pumper wagon. So it will transport heroes, but it will also transport water. And then, of course, um, it's got an onboard audio, so you can hear the sound effects. Um, Because it is an indoor ride, there'll be lots of lighting effects, both for the flames and the, um, along with all kinds of landscape lighting and um, help enhance the guest journey as they go through their experience. It sounds like it's going to be really well-themed, but I have to ask, why a family coaster? Family coasters are certainly important to us because we draw families. We draw families with little kids. We draw families with 12-year-olds. We draw families that have their grandmas with them. And those (laughs) folks love to ride those rides. We have Thrill. Outlaw Run is certainly a thrill. Time Traveler from Mock Rides is a thrill ride. Um, We've got lots of thrill. We've got our B&M. We've got Mystic River Falls. But family rides that the family can enjoy together still have a very special place in our in our core um, guest experience. Amazing answer. I love hearing that about your park. Anything else that you want us to know about Silver Dollar City? Well, Silver Dollar City, right in Branson, Missouri, the beauty of the Ozark Mountains changes out by season. So if you visit us in the spring, it's a very different experience than when you visit us in the fall when when we're doing our pumpkin event. Um, Christmas, of course, we light every board of every building. We start hanging our lights July the 1st. It takes us four months to get our lights up. Um, We love, love, love the change of seasons, and you can check out all that on our website. So excited. So excited for this and the water element and everything. Thank you so much, Brad, for taking the time to talk to the American Coaster Enthusiasts today. We really appreciate it. We appreciate you. Thanks for representing us so well and for loving our our enthusiasts. It's love all around. That's right. (laughs) Thank you. Next up was over at the Intamin booth, the Cadilla Falcon's Flight Reveal. Oh my goodness. First of all, this car is absolutely stunning. Mm -hmm. The eye of the Falcon in the front train car looks like a Falcon. This glowy yellow eye in the front was crazy intense, this huge thing. And then 
the shields right. <laughs> were the thing that everybody was talking about and then started joking about what other coasters, <laughs> you know, like Millennium Force, could also use a shield, <laughs> potentially. Just uh, So, yeah, there. You know, this coaster is going to be, what, the tallest, fastest, freestanding coaster in the world mm -hmm. and they're calling it a super coaster a super coaster it's going to be 607 feet tall and reached speeds of 155 miles per hour oh my goodness and 13,000 feet long like yes. that's wild like to even consider that to even think about what that's going to look like from far away especially when you know you are such a fury oh yes <laughs> the approach to fury coming into the carowinds area and you just see it for like 10 miles before you even get there and like this you're it's like double that right it's crazy to think of something like that and then to think about riding it yeah you might need that shield right. <laughs> just just for safety's sake but yet there was also like the amount of leg room was shocking did you see mm -hmm. how much leg room i felt like you could have like stretched your legs all the way for so i don't know if that was just for the front car or what but uh, questions remain, right. but hopefully we'll be able to talk to Intamin later this week and find out more. Next up was the Gravity Group and Six Flags Great Escape. I saw their Bobcat train reveal earlier, but they showed mm -hmm. it in person. And you were there for that. What did you think? I was there and it was a really great press conference. Um, I think Gravity Group's doing an excellent job with Bobcat and the trains were really cool. I thought so too. And then last of the day that we got to see was SNS Worldwide and Seven for their, they did it. They sold an Axis coaster. <laughs> they sold one from, apparently they've been keeping it quiet from us. Uh, they sold one, someone from the park in Saudi Arabia was there two years ago and saw the access coaster and they were looking for something that could be a Transformers themed roller coaster. And they said, that's it. They immediately looked at Axis apparently and said, there it is. That's the one that we want. And so they've been working on that deal. And SNS Worldwide has kept that quiet for a while. And now they have revealed it to everyone. It was stunning. I'm so jealous this park is not in the United States. Right. <laughs> I'm still jealous this coaster is not in the United States. Um, but here to tell us more about it is my interview with Preston Perks, our friend Preston Perks from SNS Talk to Me. So hear what he has to say. Now I'm here with Preston Perks from SNS, who just revealed something very exciting for everybody at home. Tell us what, tell us all about this car that's rotating behind us. Yeah, you've all been waiting, right? Yes, we know waiting. all about Axis. The ride, Axis coaster, everyone's been waiting for it to come. We have it. It's here. We said we had sold some last year. This is the first one. We unveiled the, unveiled the vehicle, Transformers theme, going with seven at the exit 10 location. So it is, it's a monumental day. How did this happen? When did this happen? <laughs> yeah, as, as uh, seven mentioned going to that conference, two years ago, they came here with over 50 people. And their main director of attractions was walking through the show and saw Axis. And he's like, I want that ride and that's a Transformers theme ride. So they worked with their teams to get the IP all lined out with Hasbro and made it a reality working with us to create the first Axis with an amazing IP and theme. 
That's incredible. I was so struck when I heard that during the press conference because it just made me think that right now we're here at IAPA Expo and what might happen in another two years? You know, who's walking by? And then like a park might change, a park might be, it's just so exciting. And this has got to be so exciting for SNS. We finally got this first one. It's launched. Right. So exciting. Tell yeah. everybody about it. Yeah, I mean, SNS likes to launch things, obviously. Yeah. I mean, even our prototype, we launch our access coaster, that's a prototype. Yeah, but in this situation, it's going into a compact, small space, and they wanted to have that launch system. So we have an LSM launch, eight passenger train, goes around twice. Twice, yeah. I saw that, that's so exciting. Yeah, it weaves in between all of their themed elements, really access goes through those keyhole elements. It looks like you're gonna hit something, in reality you can't. That vehicle's gonna rotate, do things that you don't even expect are gonna happen. And it's called Transformers Prepare for Battle. Now, when I think Transformers, I think like Optimus Prime is blue and red. I'm a Transformers fan. Uh, I love this blue and I, like purpley blue and gray and all the different purples and the green. Yeah. It's so striking. If you look at the sides of this ride and the, the fiberglass, it has color shifting paint. So as you walk around, you'll see some of the paint is blue and then it'll change to purple and they'll change to green. All based off of the light and how you're looking at it. Which is so exciting, it just makes so much sense for a coaster like Axis, which is turning constantly and has all those twists and turns. It's transforming as it's you're going through the ride, yeah. <laughs> it's perfect, this yeah. is just a really big day for you guys and I'm just so excited. We, we are too, I mean, we are so excited about this. We had so many people ride the prototype, so many people experience Axis unveiled this during the pandemic. I mean, come on, it's finally here. It's taken so long. And, and in reality, we've been working on this ride, designing, engineering, fabricating for over a year. We just had to keep our lips filled until today. We had a feeling. Somebody thought that maybe they ate lunch next to it when Ace went to the SNS facility. <laughs> but it was undercover. It was undercover. It was, undercover. <laughs> it was in pieces. Ah. Not everyone knew that. I didn't even get asked that question while we were there, but it was in pieces we there on the polite. floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we are so uh, happy for you guys and just can't wait to ride Axis. Are you uh, going to head over to Saudi Arabia? <laughs> I'm sure at some point we're going to be there. We're going to ride Axis and, you know, we're getting the first one out there, so many more to follow. Hopefully many more to follow and it won't take two more years or maybe even sooner. Oh, I don't know. I can't tell you that. All but right. Hopefully sooner. Thank you, Preston. Thank you. Well, it was an amazing first day. As you heard us say so many times in that last interview, excitement, exciting. That's really what today was. Energy, just movement. You went from one press conference to another, meeting people, hearing different news and just keeping it all. I think we're all going to be lying in bed tonight like, what did we just hear? So mm -hmm. I'm glad we were able to all talk about it here on the podcast. Corey, yeah. final thoughts from you. It was everything I hoped it would be. <laughs> um, IAPA is just insane. What you just heard us talk about on the podcast, the press conferences that we attended, the reveals. For all of IAPA, that's a very, very, very small percentage. It is massive. There's so many vendors. There's so many different manufacturers there. There's so much to see. But it's just amazing. And the first day was awesome. I can't wait for the rest of the week. Me too. And don't worry, we still have two more episodes. This was just day one, y'all. So we'll be doing our next episode covering days two and three. And then our final episode will be all about day four and a recap of the entire week with our president, Elizabeth Ringus. 
Thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you're following Ride With Ace on all of the socials. Please subscribe, rate and review. Give us five stars if you can. And thanks for listening. We hope you get to ride a coaster today. Ride With Us is produced by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, a registered 501c3 organization. Visit ridewithace.com for additional information and we will see you at the parks.